This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Thursday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect New Zealand. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz and today we lead with generally positive news in the US but extended worries about China's property sector. After quite a jump in the prior week, American mortgage application levels slipped last week and for the first time in six weeks, despite a hefty retreat in benchmark 30-year mortgage interest rates. Those came in at just 6.83% plus points, down from 7.07% in the prior week, the first time they've been below 7% since early August. All that was despite an impressive rise in American consumer sentiment and optimism in December, as tracked by the respected conference board survey. It hasn't been this high since mid-year. This rise mirrors the recent parallel University of Michigan survey. To be fair, both are back in the range from 2021, but there is a rising optimism about future expectations. Perhaps reflecting that, US existing home sales rose in November, and for the first time in five months. Also positive, the American current account deficit shrank to $200 billion in the third quarter of 2023, only 2.9% of GDP. That's its lowest level since the second quarter of 2021 in dollar terms and its lowest since pre-GFC as a percentage of GDP. For comparison, the New Zealand current account deficit is 7.6% of our GDP. Australia and New Zealand are not the only countries facing record high immigration. Canada is as well. The post-pandemic surge seems to have caught many countries by surprise. And Japan's exports shrank in November when a small gain was expected. Data released yesterday shows they fell 0.2% from the same month a year ago, mainly because China-bound chip shipments dived, underscoring worries that slowing overseas economies may deal another blow to the trade-reliant economy, just as their domestic demand slows. At the same time, imports dived significantly, and that meant their trade deficit shrank rather quickly. And Taiwan's export orders didn't bounce back in November as expected, rising just 1% from a year ago and well short of the 4.3% rise expected. But that was their first rise in more than a year. And another large Chinese property developer has filed for bankruptcy in the US, using its protections while it restructures. Evergrande was the last major Chinese property developer to try that manoeuvre. Interestingly, the current one didn't notify investors in stock market filings of the move. This may be behind the chunky drop in the Shanghai Stock Exchange yesterday. But they aren't the only listed company facing existential pressures. In the EU, they are reforming their fiscal rules, which have become a straitjacket for some countries. EU finance ministers have bowed to German pressure for tough debt reduction rules as part of a deal to phase in a sweeping overhaul of their budget framework. After months of haggling, the new rules give member states greater independence on debt and deficit plans, but only within tight spending limits demanded by the fiscal hawks. And German inflation is likely to return to target ranges if their producer prices are any indication. Those remain in deflationary mode, falling 7.9% from a year ago, driven primarily by much cheaper energy costs. The sizable retreat is essentially a base effect, though. And British consumer inflation is falling from the same energy cost retreat, now down to 3.9% of the year to November. But without those energy effects, their core inflation is still running at 5.1%. 
a small retreat, but far above its neighbours and far above their central bank's target still. In Australia, the Melbourne Institute leading index has stopped falling, which is a good way for them to end their year. And the US Treasury 10-year yield has slipped three basis points today, now at 3.89%. And the price of gold will start today down $9 at $2,034 an ounce. But oil prices are up 50 US cents, at just on 74.50 a barrel in the US, although they have been higher in between. The international Brent price is now at $80 a barrel. And the Kiwi dollar starts today at 62.8 US cents and marginally firmer than yesterday. Against the Aussie, we're also firmer at 92.9 Australian cents. Against the Euro, we're unchanged at 57.1 Euro cents. That all means our trade-weighted index starts today at just on 71, up 20 basis points from yesterday, and it's higher since May the 23rd, just before the RBNZ's MBS signalled that its rate-hiking cycle was over. The Bitcoin price starts today at $43,770 and up another 3.4% from this time yesterday. Volatility over the past 24 hours has been moderate to high at just under 3%. You can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. And we'll be taking a short break from these podcasts. Enjoy your summer holiday break. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston. And we'll do this again starting on Wednesday after the new year. 